Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 190, and today we'll be talking about Letters to Lars. I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. So, this is the last episode as as we record this tomorrow. The the big episodes oh will come out, and that's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Can't go back and a single pale rose, but today we're talking about Letters to Lars. My favorite of the bunch, if I'm being honest. Mm, yeah, I can understand. I don't know. I've always been a big fan of just the Beach City area. And now that we have even Amethyst and Peridot hanging out with Jamie and friends, mm. you know, that's I want to see more stuff like that. Yeah, just the gems hanging out with the humans. So just getting to see that one little bit makes it worth it. But the whole episode is good, of course. Hmm. Okay, so, like, in the beginning of the episode, when, you know, Lars and Offcolor's on the ship, and Lars was saying, like, oh, yeah, today's probably Friday. I was like, how did he know that? I mean, he's been out in space for, like, what, a couple months now or something? I, how, how would he know? Like, maybe he's just trying to keep track. I mean, he's probably wrong, but he is, yeah. like, I think it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Friday. I mean, that, that, to be fair, it doesn't sound like he's too sure. He's just, eh. Yeah, it's not, good. not like you can tell when you're out in space, so. I mean, he could always ask Stephen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, Stephen could have brought him a phone, and I mean, the phone wouldn't obviously be able to call anybody, but it could do all the calendar stuff for him. True. Then he'd have to recharge it. That'd be a pain. Oh, yeah. But all in all, I'm willing to let that slide. Ronaldo was in full Ronaldo mode today, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That may annoy some people, but, you know, th- something about Ronaldo's voice actor later, it doesn't sound like he's doing Ronaldo's voice quite the same way he did earlier in the series. Maybe it's just because Ronaldo's talking more nowadays. I don't know what it is, but that gets me every time with Ronaldo nowadays. But... Ronaldo was pretty amusing. Kind of had a little bit of his laughter, like in Rock Naldo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one who told the government. <laughs> mm. And then Ronaldo predictably wants to be abducted by aliens. Kind of like he did in Anti-Gravity, the, the graphic novel they did. Oh, okay. Ooh, tie-in. And, uh, well... There's going to be a tie-in to uh, another one of the comics from uh, A Single Pale Rose, so... Going to be talking about that, I'm sure, next week. Oh, yes. I will say this about the meeting they had, the town meeting. Uh, Not only was Pearl adorable, as always, Mm -hmm. um, just just fantastic, but Nanofa really needs to work on her leadership abilities. I think she really internalized some negative opinions of Dewey while she was, you know, you know, leading angry crowds against him. Because when he says, oh, everyone's helping the town except for me, she, she basically implicitly agrees, oh, you just made this awkward. When all she had to do was say, of course you're helping, Dewey. You know, we had to, your advice, you know, you told us a pitfall to look out to. We planned around a pitfall that you warned us about. He's helping. Hmm. I mean, like, she could have at least acknowledged that he did that for them. Yeah, true. So, it seems Pearl has a phone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, 
That's another a single pale rose thing. Oh yeah, like in the promos, I think they showed Pearl was like texting Steven. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be... Oh boy. This episode actually did have a, a couple small details that I appreciated, like when Dewey went in there and he did his oogity boogity thing. <laughs> you know, you see Sadie is immediately irritated at him, but she waits for him to finish before demanding, did you cut holes in my bed sheets? <laughs> you know, normally in a cartoon, you know, she would have this change in facial expression, like she just now noticed it. But it really stuck out that in this episode, she she saw, she knew, and her facial expression does not change. She was just waiting. So it's small, but that got me. And then I, I also like the way Jamie was looking when Dewey came in and did his, here are the worms you ordered. It's like making it obvious that no, Dewey is, is not part of the group. <laughs> oh, I just love that whole improv segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, so... Alright, so when I was watching this, you know, before we started this, um, I noticed that when Amethyst, like, shapeshifted into that plunger, her sweater and pants just disappeared. What happened? <laughs> hmm, that is a very good question. Because she couldn't have shapeshifted them. That would have been... I'm just going to go and call this something that they weren't thinking about, because mm. I do think that their standards have kind of dropped. I don't think that that would have flown back in season one. I think they would have animated the clothes falling to the ground. But <laughs> uh, nowadays they're like, eh, who cares? We're only doing this for a bit anyway. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> so I, I can't really come to bat for them on that. I, I do think it's just them thinking, eh, it really doesn't matter. It's not important to the story or anything. So I'm not going to try to explain that, oh, she incorporated that mass into her, you know, gem. And I mean, maybe <laughs> they were thinking about that. Maybe they thought, oh, she just absorbed that into her gem as she was shapeshifting. <laughs> but I no longer give them the credit to think that they were thinking about that. Okay. Not like it changes anything, but... <laughs> I mean, it is it is just a bit. Yeah. Pearl was fantastic, though. Pearl the heckler. No, do Steven! <laughs> well, it was better than last week's show. Mm. <laughs> like how they have all of the chairs set up and only Steven and Pearl show up. <laughs> right. I, I do have a question. Are the Tater Tots 699 or 689? Like, they have two different signs depending on which background it is. Oh, really? The prices are different? So it's the same, the same thing, but different things are written on it? Well, yeah, when the, on the distance shots, you know, when Steven, when you can see Stan, Steven standing in front of the truck, it says 699, but on the close-up shots, it's 689. Oh, that's weird. It's just like in the, in the big donut, there was a big thing, people were like, oh, you know, back in the earlier part of the series, how come the combo is more expensive than buying three donuts? Even though it's only two donuts, and it turns out there's supposed to be a coffee cup in with that combo. That's that's why it's so expensive. And eventually they fixed it. They got the they got the right background in there. But and and for I know for all of season four, I didn't check season three, but I know for all of season four they were using the correct background. But in a couple season five episodes, 
Sadie Killer and Letters to Lars both used the wrong one, the one that doesn't have the coffee cup. Pool hopping used the right one, though. I don't know what's up with that. Huh. Basically, any time there's a scene in the Big Donut, I'm looking up at the board to see if there's a coffee cup there. It's, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's distracting, but it's just the thing I do. Okay. <laughs> so it was nice to see another PD appearance in this episode? Or just in general? Yeah, we don't get to see very much PD anymore. I, I really yeah. expected, you know, he's someone Steven's own age, but very different. He's a wonderful contrast to Steven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he contrasts with Steven just as well as Lars does, but in different ways. I, I still absolutely love how, if you if you go back to Mirror Gem, PD is, I think PD and Ronaldo were the only two people not laughing at the fart sounds. And I think they were both not laughing for different reasons. Everyone else is like, oh, fart jokes are hilarious. And you just you just know P's going to be like, oh, that is so juvenile. Again, the, the counter to Stephen's very childlike worldview. Mm. I want to know who wrote that speech for Dewey, though. That was... That's mm. neither here nor there, though. Just he made it way too easy for Stephen, is what I'm saying. I mean, if you want, we could move on to the elephant in the room, because everyone knows <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Actually, before that, okay, one more thing. All right, so it seems we were right all along. Dewey was actually actually decided to work at the Big Donut. I mean, it, it's um, it's about time. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. he swore that there would be a new Donut Boy, and finally, there's a new Donut Boy. Mm-hmm. It was really fun watching him, watching him in there. One classic Dewey and a free Dewey roll. Mm-hmm. That's so Dewey. And then that one donut that's based on Lars, that was pretty nice. Yeah, I'll bet Steven made him do it. <laughs> I mean, he he was probably all set to call it the Pirate Dewey, but nope, nope, nope. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Pirate Dewey. <laughs> but no, he's Donut Dewey now. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll make an episode called Citizen Dewey and have some, like... Some relation to Citizen Kane. I mean, I'd obviously <laughs> not do a whole Citizen Kane episode. This isn't Tiny Toon Adventures. But, you know, just at least take the title. I mean, they already took the Dewey Defeats Truman and made Dewey wins. So taking mm-hmm. another classic thing, you know, Citizen Dewey. I, I think they could do it. Perhaps. I think they should. Okay, but now... Elephant of the Room time. <sighs> Beach City Underground Wrestling. The supposed concrete heat versus the Wolf of Wall Street. Now, leaving aside the fact that that is obviously Chunk Truck. Like, I want to know, like, obviously this season they're not going to do any other Beach City Underground stuff. But I would only really accept any in-show explanations for why Chunk Truck is being called concrete heat. If they came from this season, you know, if it comes from a later season, it would have been, you know, in time for them to realize their mistake. And then try to try to retcon it, and uh-uh, like with the, with Hal Jones changing his name to the Wolf of Wall Street, you don't really need a retcon. Like you know, he's one of the two wolves of Wall Street, and so when there's only one of him, he's the Wolf of Wall Street. I think it'd be awesome if they had a loser quits match between him and Billy Bank Assets for the name. But again, that's just me wishing they had a whole show for Beach City Underground. <laughs> but I can't think of any good reason why Chunk Truck would take on his partner's name. It's not like he's 
called himself Mr. Construction or the Construction Brother. And really, that's only something you'd have if there were two of you. But, uh-uh, I'm not buying it. <sighs> Just makes me sad. I mean, is Beach, does Beach City Underground mean that little to him? I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. GC has a sad. <laughs> so, are we going to talk about the other elephant in the room? Mm. An unaired elephant? Yeah! An elephant that, uh... Might not air until the end of the season? Yeah. I don't know, Isabel. I think that elephant needs its own episode. That's a big elephant. That's a Okay. Okay. So everybody, we will be talking about that elephant on May 21st. We have to, we have to talk about the two episodes that are coming up today when this episode goes live, but... So on the 14th, we'll be discussing Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose. But then, The Elephant. And it's a big elephant. In case, if you haven't seen The Elephant, it's big. <coughs> and there will be a just big spoiler warning. Uh, probably in the episode itself and along with the posting. Because it's big. I don't know if I've emphasized that enough. <laughs> I think you have. Okay, good, because it's a very large elephant. Whew. So what else did you want to say about Letters to Lars? Um, yeah, it was it was an okay episode. We just got to see, you know, the gems hanging out with the humans, and everything seems fine for now. So, yeah. I'm wondering, like, are they gonna end up having to, like, hide the whole town inside the temple or something? Is that what this is building up to? Because I don't think that they would have all of these other preparations if they didn't end up needing to use those rations. Like, the, they could have set up the telescope, which we know will be useful for Can't Go Back, uh, without setting up the emergency rations. Yeah, they probably should do that. Hmm. It worries me, though, if what's coming is going to require him to hide out, because I know last time they decided to skip town. Wouldn't it be safer to do that again than to shelter in place? I can't think of any place that would be safer to shelter than leaving town, except for inside the temple. Yep. And even the temple's dangerous if you go wandering. Mm-hmm. It would be nice, though, if they used that as an opportunity to show us more of the temple. Like, when they showed us a little bit more of it in Secret Team, it's like they just showed us the same parts we had already seen in Together Breakfast. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. You know we're curious about the temple. And they still haven't shown us much of it. Mm. We basically have the rooms, the crystal heart, and those parts that we saw, those other parts we saw in Together Breakfast. But yeah, I think that was them loading Chekhov's gun when they were making their emergency preparedness. Mm-hmm. So everybody, that's it for us on Letters to Lars. Who knows where they're going to take us? Join us next week when we'll be talking about Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough waiting a whole week to talk to you guys about that, but I'll manage. And then uh if you if you already know what the what the big deal spoilers are, then you can join us the week after that for uh for us discussing them. Unless they surprise us with weekly episodes after you know, after can't go back in a single pale rose, but I don't see that happening. This is this is our time to to talk about the big stuff. But until next week, I'm GC13. And I'm Isabel. Later, everybody. 
Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.